old, old man waves. Damn you, old man! Wade. Yo, yo. Can you hear me? Can you clear as day? All right, cool. All right. How do I sound? Am I good? Yep, you sound good. All right, so this is the first time ever I'll be recording live from Anchor. Uh, question. Do you hear the fan in the background? I do not. Do you hear anything in my background? <laughs> no, it is. Okay, it I just hot hear- as hell in here and I forgot to cut the AC on before I walked in. No problem. I did just hear the Law and Order. Dun-dum. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's my ringtone. Oh, <laughs> my wow. ringtone. That is cool. I like that a lot. Okay. All right. So um, without any further ado, let me just pull up the note here. And I actually just pulled, I actually just pulled my app up as well. How's your day going so far? Uh, so far, it's 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 a nothing day. I'm still on workman's comp, so I'm basically doing that. And I'm watching. Uh, my wife's done with school. I'm watching, so we're watching. She's already seen it, but I'm watching Shit's Creek and loving it. Loving the hell out of it. I mean, yeah, it's honestly a great show. I feel like when you need it, not when you need it, not not if it finds you when you need it, not when you're looking for it. So, I love shows like that that just come up in the nick of time. You know, I've really never seen character development done this well, and I and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, other character development in a, a couple of a, in one of the adult shows that I love, but this is this is something else. Like every one of the characters that need to be developed are developed, and they they grow in ways that like I didn't think was going to be like possible. But it's also a slow progression, so that's also different. That's oh my god! Literally, like that is the crux of Shit's Creek. It is a slow burn. And I love a slow burn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, and see, oh, God, like, we're recording, so I'll keep all this in. But, like, that's one of the things that really annoys me about people when they go, the show moved too slow. I'm like, okay. But the, was there a point to the slow buildup, or was it just one of those things where you just like, oh, it has to be, like, I didn't like it because it was slow. There's a big difference between the two. I agree. All right. I am good to go. So, uh, please uh, intro us in. <laughs> all right, then. And I'm just trying to pull up one more thing so I can. Because I um I have something to talk about which I actually think is kind of funny. So I just want to make sure I bring it up. Even though I hate this fucking app. Well, not this app, this website. <clears throat> and welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And I'm sitting here with a buddy of mine, someone who whose show I've been on, but he's actually never been on my show. So the funny thing about it is we were. This was this kind of came randomly, and it's something that I've wanted to do for what I think we've talked about before. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, guys. Please, please tell me I'm pronouncing your name right. <laughs> you are, you are. This is truly, this is my Grammys. Like, y'all, first of all, shout out to Old Man Wade and Old Man Wade Nation. Wade, Wade, shut up, old man. You smart. I love this. <laughs> Yo, my homeboy, uh, Battle Axe, did the beat and- for that. He's fantastic i love i love the show like first question actually my first question do you bop to your theme song because i bop to that theme song okay like i oh, yeah. 
there's like, you know, maybe like a retired reggae singer like Beanie Man actually doing it because you know that first Old Man Wade. It sounds a little Caribbean, so I am just obsessed with it, and I bought the first thirty seconds of the show. Just want to start right there. <laughs> so if you go on um iTunes, my buddy uh Battleax B A T T L E A X E, he acts. He's one of my favorite rappers. He has an album out called Axema. A-X-E-C-Z-E-M-A, which is funny because he does actually does have eczema. Mm. Uh, it's it's dope. He does the he did the intro for me. He did the intro for my homegirl, um, my homegirl on Twin, Panda for Panda Gasms. He does a, he did the intro for her. So shout out to him. He's he does amazing work. A true talent. Yes. Oh my god. But no, seriously, thank you for having me. I really do love the show. You really you really do run the gamut. Like. You would think, you know, from the graphics and from, and from the social media, it's just strictly comics, but it is so much more. So many layers here. You know, like Shrek and his onion, this show has so many layers. And I <laughs> always listen to this when you're looking for something new. I, I Thank you. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I, I literally, I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and act like I deserve all those phrases. <laughs> I'm just going to say thank you <laughs> and I move on to and move like on. In the vest. <laughs> So tell, tell everyone about you. Tell everyone who you are. Sure. So I am Samaj. I am Samaj. And I, too, am a podcaster. My show is called Me I Am. Um, my show kind of chronicalizes uh, different stages of cancellation or rather a lens or look at it. That's like our overarching theory. Then when you get into the show, it's just me really talking to people I've always wanted to talk about or people who I feel something to say and should be heard. So wherever you think you'll fall in the mix of that, there's something for you. I've got, you know, Margaret Joseph from the Houses of New Jersey. I've got Shep from Southern Charm. I've got my friend on there, Jalen, who is a musician from Brooklyn. I've got um, I've got Wade on there, and we do um, some comic things, which is, like, lovely to get into every now and then. I get to nerd out a little bit or blurt out, as we like to say over here. I've got a friend of the show, Stephanie Mocha Menace, over here talking about being a black woman in HR. So there really is something for everyone on my show, and I do encourage you all to check it out. Yeah, straight up and down. Oh, yeah, it's dope, dope ass show. I like the <laughs> the uh, image alone would catch you. <laughs> so, um, people ask about that, and some people think I have issues with Rihanna. And um, if you have issues with Rihanna, you're the issue. It's, Rihanna's done nothing to anyone, and she owes me nothing. Um, but I just feel that one photo truly encapsulates my energy as a podcast host and what my show is bringing to the table. So when I saw it, I said, yep, this is it. I don't want me. I don't need me. This is the energy I need people to understand they're tapping into when they download an episode of Me, I Am. <laughs> I love it. It, it. But it's funny because I was like, yeah, this is it. And I agree. If you don't like Rihanna, there's something wrong with you. Full stop. She ain't really. She's doing nothing but looking gorgeous and making billions of dollars. And babies. So at this point, okay, okay grow up, guys. So let's speaking of cancellations and things of that go into like pop culture and stuff like that. In hip hop, they usually seem to be like an overarching thing where like you have to be a certain level of person to go on certain shows. Like you have your Cardi B's, you have your Nicki Minaj's, you have your Drakes, and you have your J Cole's. Those would probably be the four examples I would use when it comes to popular hip hop acts. Yes. So when you get to a certain level on that, you go to certain places. You go hit like Ellen or what's the dude's name? Late Night Show. Uh, um, Allen or Kimmel or Corden. Yes, exactly. 
or Letterman, or you're going to yeah. the new Letterman Netflix show. Conan. <laughs> exactly. So those are the places you'd go on when you've reached a certain level of pop culture or fame. Noriega has a fantastic podcast called Drink Jam. Find it, whatever. I'm not promoting it because he ain't paying me. Um, <laughs> but he said something on Twitter that kind of, I understood it and I didn't all at once. I agreed and disagreed all at once. So it goes with this. Nori wrote, I have been the best in this culture. Um, I actually have to read through the typo, so please excuse me. I have been the best in this culture. I have always put hip hop first. And you and I see you guys go to Ellen, David Letterman, and Zane Lowe's and treat them with more respect than the culture, but you say you want black excellence. He continued, I'm gonna be honest, even going to Oprah or Gail is trash at this point. We control our narratives. Why go outside of it? Uh, <laughs> Nori. Oh my God. So on one hand, I get it. I absolutely do understand his point because you want you want to be able to go you like you want to keep things within your culture. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, but on the other hand, at some point you have to leave the culture and branch out. Not literally necessarily leave the culture, but you want to branch out to bring more notoriety to said culture. So when Cardi B does go to when she does go bowling with Ellen, that's not a bad thing. That's that's dope. Because that does bring more eyes to hip hop. If Cardi B brings on a lesser known hip hop artist, these are eyes to her and to these artists that no people normally wouldn't get to see. I agree a hundred percent. First of all, shout out to Nori. What you want to do? Hey, hey, do okay. So first of all, shout out to Nori. Love, love, love that man. Um, and yeah, you know that tweet. Things were said. Things were absolutely said. Now, why Oprah and Gail had to catch a stray, I don't know. <laughs> but I agree. You really do have to find the balance. And I think it really does come down to the individual artist. Look, we all want to be Beyonce. But unfortunately, everyone can't be Beyonce. Because then what does that leave Beyonce? So I totally get him, like, you know, wanting to, like, let the work speak for himself. And you just being a fantastic artist. And, like, you know, a lot of people are. But, like, you know, like, their stuff will never see the light of day. For whatever reason that it is, you know, there are many. But... You know, I can imagine on a personal level for his, you know, so for someone like Nori, it's artistic integrity. He might feel like he might be slung out. And then, you know, another thing that I think was maybe in that tweet that he didn't get to with this 140 characters was that, you know, like um, he says we should put each other on. Not everyone gets along. Some people are more invested in their personal feelings and views than, like, you know, helping the person next to them. And, of course, with that, there's reason. But, like, it really is a case-by-case. Should we all be helping each other? Absolutely, because that's what, you know, the white people do. That's how they get ahead. But, unfortunately, when it comes down to all these layers, someone's going to get fucked over. And it's probably going to be the person of color with the talent. And they're going to, you know, be looked overlooked for, like, you know, the sellout who's ready to do anything and everything. For the views, for the clicks. Are they getting out there? Yeah, but, you know, someone like Nori might not respect the way they're going about it. So I get it. And you're right. There's a lot going on there. I'm probably not even the person to have that conversation, but I get it. I see it. <laughs> I mean, but it does, though, because regardless of what culture you're in, like, you do have you have an opinion on things. and Like, how it, like, it's, there's also a level of comfortability. Now, right. here's a name Here's the name of a person who I like and both annoys the shit out of me, Joe Budden. He annoys me to no end because he says a lot of really he says a lot of smart things. Then he'll turn around and say some really dumb shit. And I'm like, like just pick one. Either be dumb or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pick a lane. 
so but he brings up he brings up a lot of good points where it's just like sometimes your publicist or the people behind you don't necessarily think that that's the best in your brand like let's take let's take my show for example i'm pretty much you, what you see is what you get yes. tagline is i'm happy on my hypocrisy that's just who i am that's that's what i'm gonna be someone may go hey i don't like that uh old man wade used use the accessible use the c word um years ago that's fine i don't I don't drop it on the show anymore. Right. But that's just that's just the way it is. Someone may go, oh, it's not good for your brand because it's not necessarily a hip hop show or a pop culture show. Again, like you said, that's fine. So I can get it in a sense where sometimes it just doesn't necessarily fit. And unfortunately, even though like going on Drink Champs, I think would be a, is a great idea for any hip hop artist because it's a place where you can go in there and be comfortable. I think the problem is you have the the publicists and other people out there who are just like. This may not fit your brand, and it may hurt more than help, even if it's something that's a dream. And you know what, Wade? Speaking of publicist, where's John Mulaney's publicist? <laughs> what, a, whoever what do you do now? I thought it'd be a good idea for him to let Mr. David Chappelle get on that stage, flap his guns for 45 minutes, and cause a scene. Like, sometimes I wonder, do people live under a rock? And if they do, where's the publicist? Were they off? Is he away messages being received? Like, I, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to diverge there, but when you said publicist, that was my first thought. Where is John's publicist? So here's the funny thing about that. I have mixed feelings about Dave. Um, I think that I didn't think his stand-up special was funny. I, his newest one I thought was boring as hell. I thought that there was no real point to it. I was just like, this is supposed to be your final final uh, stand-up. Well, that was this was kind of trash, dude. Right, stay home. Um, yeah. I will say that I do get some of the points where he's like, the internet isn't a real place. However, I'm not going to tell someone to not be offended by something that was said. Exactly. So while I, while I may disagree that what he said wasn't offensive, it's not my culture. So who, who, am, I to tell, who, am, I to tell, who am I to tell a transgender person or someone in the LGBTQ plus community that they should not be offended by something? Yes, and on that, honestly, my biggest issue with all this is with Dave, and it's the fact that he, like our good friend Stephanie said, is being so fucking lazy. Dave, you are fucking hilarious. You're truly one of the funniest fucking people ever to live. Why are you scraping the bottom of the barrel for content? Like, you were so funny. You were being so fucking lazy right now. I should, I should smack you for being so fucking lazy. Like, you were so... Like, why... Well, I can answer that question for you because Please. people will not stop talking about it. Oh. That's really what it comes down to. People won't stop talking about it. So because people are are going to continue to make it trending and every time Dave Chappelle farts, it's going to be a trending topic on Twitter. And Dave's an OG troll. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. the era we grew up in, like, trolling was just talking shit to people. And, like, he's like, okay, you guys don't want me around? Okay, now I'm gonna be a dick about it. It's a it's a level of, of old stubbornness that he knows is gonna is gonna make him money. Now, to your point about John Mulaney, <laughs> I think I don't know what his deal is because I'm not too sure this was a good idea considering he just did a Chip and Dale movie. Because but I it all depends for him. I've got questions for him too. But really quick. Do you think Dave thinks Dave is not funny anymore? 
do you think Dave is so nervous that he won't he won't even you know like attempt whatever new material he was gonna have? He's like, wait, let me just like you said, go with like what's gonna trend. I don't think Dave gives a shit. To be honest with you, I honestly I don't think he cares. I think he just goes out and just does things. I I truly do believe that he has a set and a script, and like in a not a set a script, but I think he does have a written set that he follows. But I right. think what ends up happening is when he sees the way people react to him, he's as Stephanie said, smart enough to do certain to like play off of that mm. improvisationally. Okay. And he knows it's it's we're in a vi- we're in a viral microwave world, and Dave Chappelle knows how to like he did a whole like literally his whole Chappelle show is a catalog of viral moments. You know what I mean? Things that were yes. just, but, but the difference is, is like with the Chappelle show, they last forever. So he knows how to say things and do things that will continuously get people to, to watch and listen. That makes sense. Okay. And you know, that way. So thank you for framing it that way. Now back to the white man in the suit. I <laughs> nice, squeaky, clean church boy, a choir boy. Like he said, you know, he's like, he's like, I have the sex appeal of an altar boy. And like, you know, all like these like you know dad jokes like these very calm jokes and then the pandemic came the panzanella excuse me the pepperoni pizza all that Mm -hmm. happened and then slowly like for many people everything he'd been kicking under the rug bunched up and he had to deal with everything he relapsed he started you know drinking again doing coke again which you know at the time his wife at the time helped him through and then somewhere around last year I guess he said, you know what, fuck it and fuck it all. He he dropped the wife, picked up who, Olivia Munn, Olivia Wilde, got uh, her Olivia pregnant. Mom Wild, I wanna say. One of one of them girls. And now he's like, Well, I'm over that now, going on tour. And everyone's like, Okay, we're cool with it. Like, excuse me? What about the <laughs> other child and the other wife that you left now to pick up the piece? Like what? Like, and we all just let him just slide on by. Like, oh, good for you, John. Look at him. Oh, back, back on the road. Good for you, John. Like, when I tell you, like, it is ridiculous how quickly his dates are selling out. Because I'm signed up to Ticketmaster Live Nation, I want to say like from the first tour announcement, which was February of like last year. Every like four to six weeks, it'd be like new dates, new dates, sold out, sold out, sold out, new dates, like. People are just letting this man get away with it. And my other issue there with that is that I think he's getting away with it. One, because he's a man. Two, straight white male, cis white male. Three. And at the same time that was happening last year, over on Bravo TV, which I know we're going to get to later, there was a, a show, a cute little show called Portia's Family Matters. And Portia, who was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, where she basically did the same thing, like, left one man and the baby, got with this new man, and she got, like, you know, dragged up and down for it, within reason. But then I thought, wait, John Mulaney is doing the same exact thing, and now he's got a sold-out tour. Why are we like this? <laughs> Why is it still happening? Well, because, unfortunately, people don't, under, people can't acknowledge their hypocrisy. Okay. We're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites in some way, shape, or form, Absolutely. but I also think we all love, we also all love a train wreck. When it comes to John Mulaney, I think that he's just finally just embraced. I don't think, okay, you know what? I take it back. You know what it is? He's, <laughs> this is going to be a weird analogy, but go with me. <laughs> he's he's comedy's Kanye West. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he, finally, he, he, finally, he finally got the girl. He was like a nerd and a dork his entire life. Yes. 
he's but the but he's always been talented. I I'm a John Mulaney stand up comedy fan. Me I, too. Huge fan of his. Um, but he's never really been the type of the type of person that gets the like the big time HBO specials and things of that nature. Right. But now that he's <laughs> he finally got him some famous pussy, he's just like, oh, now I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna do do this or whatever. He's in his villain era, as uh, the Twitter girls would like to say. Yeah, like, and it's just one of those things where he just, it's he's in his whole phase. He just happened to be in his whole phase later <laughs> the in life. Whole phase. He's in a whole, he's in a whole whole phase. But, you know, it's. I'm trying my best to, to um, have this thing where I say I don't care. I'm right. trying really hard to just be like I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I I have a thing with like infidelity. Me too. So I just don't know. If, whatever, man. If I guess his wife isn't necessarily too mad about it. I don't think she. I don't think. Therefore, I don't know. If she said much about it, but if she don't care, then you know, they're still, uh, you know, just talking or whatever. That's fine. But we've also seen situations where celebrities break up with their longtime significant others, and then like a few months later, they're back together again. Sinbad talks about it. One of his standups about him, him and his wife divorced, and they're back together again. Like no harm, no foul. I'm like, oh, good this to you, dude. True. This is true, and I guess like you said. We are all hypocr- We are all hypocrites because I am seeing John Mulaney on August fifth. So I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Moving on, yeah. and I'm not going to knock you for it. I'm going to hit you up like, yo, how was it? Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to tell you Dave Chappelle was not there, but who knows? It's it's DC, it's the DMV. Something fucked up's always going on over here. So, uh, to to, I I will definitely circle back with you on that one. Yeah, but it's it is what it is, and I don't. I, if if all parties are happy, then you know it's good for you. Man, I, I I honestly don't care. But 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 it's as much as I say I don't care. I I I click on the topics. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I want to know. Out to the fire, like that's where where's the outrage for him? Where's the accountability? Where's this? Where's the smoke for John? Okay. But beating up on John Mulaney is like kicking a small child. I mean, like, for what? Sometimes kids get kicked. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're not wrong there. <laughs> sometimes, I'm not kicking the kids, but sometimes the kids get fucking kicked. Um, you know who I wish was, you know, on tour right now selling out? Bob Burnham. He's not bothering anybody. Pete Holmes, he's annoying, but he's not really bothering anybody. I love Pete Holmes. That dude, that dude is something else, man. I, I, I forget how I found him, but He's like it, he cracks it, me the fuck up. Yeah, so funny. His little series where he had like all the like all the great comedians come 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 on that show. It was so cool. Oh, um, you made it weird. Yes. Yeah, I. It's funny. He went to high school with my aunt in Lexington. Oh wow! And I was like, oh, what was he like? He goes, oh, he was just you know, he was a he was a theater nerd. Like <laughs> 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 like like he he hung out he like he hung out with all like the um he hung out with like the nerds and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that that actually tracks. <laughs> So, good for him. Love that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, what else do we have on the docket? Let's see what we have here. Oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to talk about this. Mm-hmm. There's a Winnie the Pooh horror show, horror movie coming out. Blood and Honey. Yes. <laughs> wow. 
why is uh, what do you before I get into my rant about it? What do you think about it? So my first thought was, oh great, the soundtrack. So I need to have Melanie Martinez on the soundtrack. Say what you will about her. This is her. She should actually play Winnie the Pooh here. But I need Melanie Martinez on the soundtrack. I need Marina and the Diamonds on the soundtrack. And I want Kanye West. Slow down. Who was the last one? Marie who? Marina and the Diamonds. If we do not have Kanye West um, title track, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, like if we don't have like some songs from there on the soundtrack or in that movie, we've lost. (laughs) So I guess a while ago, the Winnie the Pooh, I had, oh, reason I was asking, I had to Google these people because I have no idea who any of them are. I had to Google who, um, not sorry, I had to Google them, but earlier this year, or maybe it was late last year, mm-hmm. the rights, the copyrights to Winnie the Pooh were now fair game. Ah. The problem is you can't show Winnie the Pooh in a red shirt. That's the only caveat. You can't show Winnie the Pooh in a red shirt. So, <laughs> So I'm on IGN, and the title goes, Winnie the Pooh, horror movie director, teases the plot, Pooh and Piglet ate Eeyore. Why, man? Eeyore's my favorite character. Uh, can, can, can you explain that? Why is what, Eeyore your favorite character? I'm, I, okay. I'm to expand on that, Wade. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me actually Google Winnie the Pooh characters, and I will explain why he's my favorite character. Let's go down the list, okay? We have Winnie the Pooh. He is by far one of the most annoying people in the Hundred Acre Woods. He's just, just, I would want him as far away from me as possible because he's a moron. Okay. Piglet, Piglet's a bit. I, he, he also annoys me. Christopher Robin seems like a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit is stuck up. Ruin, ruin, Rue looks like the type of person who gets homeschooled, so you know you want to be anywhere around him. Sure. <laughs> Tigger, Tigger seems like he'd be fun for the first like couple of, couple of hours, but then it would just be really annoying. Okay. I was just, I was a rabbit of both stuff. Like, do you know why Eeyore's like that? Why Eeyore's like that because he has to be around them all the fucking time. <laughs> All that chaotic main character energy, nothing left for him. Yeah, he's just like, yo, this is really the worst. So I'm looking through the images, and it's yeah. not actually Winnie the Pooh. It looks like it's a bunch of people in <laughs> like a horrifying Winnie the Pooh in um in um piglet mask. Some extras from the Purge, if you will. Yes, this is <laughs> this is gonna be wild, and I can't wait to see it. I will. I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to. I was going to say I'll go to the movies to see this, but I'm not venturing out and paying movie theater money to go see this. You will. I showed it to my supervisor the second the images dropped because I was scrolling on company time, as everyone should. I encourage you all to scroll on company time. And I showed it to him. He said, (laughs) What? This is great. I hope Winnie the Pooh drowns him in a vat of honey. He's like, I'm ready for this. And that made me think of my next question for you is what direction do you want this to be? Do you want a John Carpenter's type? slasher film do you want it to be like you know very storyline based like there's like you know plots twists turns and deception do you want this set in the hood so do you want it to be supernatural do you want it to be a, a satanic twist like what in your world where, where does this movie go for you all right so 
So you got me there. Because first, first, I was going to say, I don't care. I just want a slash pick. But then you brought up the supernatural aspect. Right. I think I want a supernatural. I think I want a supernatural Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Okay. I think I, I think I, I think that needs to happen. Where is your Where is your mind at in terms of this? So I want a very current version, meaning like it's set in today, it's all happening, and I kind of want to go psycho thriller route where you know Winnie the Pooh is like a regular person like us. But his life's events are so tragic and so horrific, or something something so bad happens to him where he like over time mentally just shuts down so much he becomes Winnie the Pooh, and then he exists in that world that he's created. But we don't know if it's like happening really in his mind, or like if again his life's been so tragic he's become this, and he he has no you know consciousness or control of kind of like Moon Knight in a way where like you know we really never know if we've got Mark or Steve is it Winnie or is it you know the human. And, like, it's just all these horrific murders. So I want, like, heavy, heavy slash. Like, I want it to be, like, scary. Like, and not just jump scare, scary. Like, oh, my God. Like, how do we get here, scary? I, I, I may have to, I may have to re- retract my statement because that sounds a lot better than some of the supernatural aspect. Is he Winnie or is he the Pooh? Right. And why does he still not have pants on? So that we have to keep going for sure. Well, Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm actually writing down, is he Winnie or is he the Pooh? We can get him, you know, like, some Joe Boxers, some Andrew Christensen, some Dirty Pig. Oh, no, 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 no. He's going to go full Donald Duck. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just, just swinging like Dr. Manhattan <laughs> in Watchmen. Just, just full, no, if, if we're going to do this, we're, we're doing it like this. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, okay. Or even better, like, he goes crazy and he, like, cut it off and... And like the reason he's like Winnie the Pooh now is because it's like, oh bother, I don't have a penis. <laughs> oh my god, yes, I love that. And I need his therapist to be either Whoopi Goldberg, Viola Davis, Regina King, or all three. Oh my god. Oh yes, all three. So depending on who he's talking to, ah. it's like so like he's definitely crazy, but it's like I don't know what to do. And then like Regina King comes out and tells him like you know slaughter everyone, and then like oh Whoopi will come out and go. What you need to like, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. Don't slaughter everybody. You gotta be good about it. A Viola Davis. Leave a trail. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know Viola Davis would be the most thorough out of the out of the out of the three of them. Yes, our very own Amanda Wallers, for for sure. She would make sure Pooh gets away with it every time. Oh yeah, that was, I'm all for it. So we need a so what we're looking for is a, a horror version of Moon Knight, but with Basically. Winnie the Pooh in um Piglet. Yes, and it's oh. gonna sell out immediately. So I'm here for it. So, uh, so who plays if it was if you're directing this, and you're yeah. casting this. Who plays uh, murderous Winnie the Pooh and who plays murderous uh, Piglet? Okay, so stay with me, please. Stay with me here. Murderous Piglet is going to be Paris Hilton, <laughs> and murderous Winnie the Pooh is going to be Ashton Kutcher. I don't. I. I mm. And let me tell you why I Ashton Kutcher to be Winnie the Pooh. May I invite you to revisit Pranked? <laughs> not sorry, not Pranked. Punked. <laughs> May I, invite- I, I knew it. Same shit. 
essentially. Oh. But I, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that I the mature life that. where he was literally ruining, li- ruining lies for, <laughs> ruining lies for the hell of it, just for fun, for him to be able to switch back and forth from being like, you know, their friend to, you know, ruining their lives. It takes a certain level of uh, mental capacity. And we also know he's a psychopath already because he admitted last year to not taking a shower regularly. He admits to, quote unquote, lavering up his, his his extremities once a week or if it's a big event taking a full shower but he admitted to just regularly not showering so someone who's able to admit that with his full chest he's ready to take us there mm-hmm. before, before we move on i have to say do you remember that episode of punk where they tried to punk the um dwayne johnson and they had to cut it short because he was about to start fighting yes <laughs> this man you know, ready to he's like nope cut it short cut it short <laughs> he was raising it yoked up for the cameras for the fun of, for us, so I know he's gonna be able to take us there. Yeah, I actually could. But why Paris Hilton? Because she has the range, and by range, I mean I think she would be able to accurately portray a pig. If pigs could talk, she would be that pig. <laughs> you know what? That's fucked up, and it, and you know what? It, it brings us right. It's a perfect segue to <laughs> Sorry, Tomas teaches Tomas teaches old man Wade about reality TV and pop stars. <laughs> yes, so I'm very excited about this segment because for once, my hours and hours of research, guess it's research, finally get to be put to use. So Wade, first of all, I want to congratulate you for not watching reality TV. I can imagine you have so much of your brain that you can still use and tap into that is not going to be a quote from some show that maybe 5% of people watch. So props to you for that. And I apologize now for... for Only reality TV show quotes that I know are that's hot and uh, smush smush. Okay. (laughs) So that that is the extent of my... um, reality tv like quote knowledge and those are both really dated and still timeless as ever so (laughs) kudos to you for that um but i would implore you to you know if you were to ever you know decide to ruin your life just unravel it from the inside i'd implore you to visit bravo bravo tv.com bravo tv network because it is the home of the Real Housewives franchise. Now, Wayne, when I say the words the Real Housewives franchise, what comes to mind, if anything? Hopefully nothing, but what comes to mind? Atlanta. Great. Great place to start. Uh, let me tell you my villain origin story here. So, <laughs> I... <laughs> I was a peculiar child. Um, I never quite related to people my age. Definitely not anyone younger. But I always, like, you know, was up there with people who were older than me. Mentally, for sure, if not anything else. And regular TV shows, like, regular kid shows just never caught my attention. Unless they were, like, you know, superhero or comic-based. But, like, regular kid stuff, it was never for me. So I was the kid, you know, 10 p.m. at night, TV, TV on, volume real low, maybe a sheet over it, door cracked so I could hear my finger on the last button flipping back to Cartoon Network when I was really watching the real world. So, you know, I was always watching things I had no business watching. And that never stopped. It only got worse throughout the years. Uh, let's roll us up to Samajan High School. So my high school experience was 
very, <laughs> very, very interesting. Quick little uh, detour we're going to take here. So one of my first friends um, out in Long Island, Suffolk County, her and I, we had just became friends at the time. This is summer of 08 going in. No, sorry. This is 09. This is uh, summer of 09 going into the fall. Uh, we just became friends that summer and her birthday was coming up. So because I'm me, I'm just a nice person. I'm like, oh, she's cool. Her birthday's coming. I, let me go get her a gift. So I get her a birthday gift. And she's like, oh, this is really nice of you. And so about a week later, she invites me to her birthday party. And I found out later I was never supposed to have been invited to that party. I was only invited because she felt bad that I got her a gift and she didn't get me anything. Fine, fair, whatever. I go to that party. And this is like the first time that I was ever exposed to like, you know, uh, tea and drinking, if you will. Like I was very sheltered at the time. Never really seen anything happen outside of a television. So when I get to this party, like, you know, everyone and these are people my age at the time so we're, we're 13 14 everyone is like drunk people are smoking i'm like oh my god what is this what is happening and i'm just like taking it all in culture shock i'm being offered things i'm like no thank you i'll have none of that and i'm like okay well this is a birthday party well where, where's my friend where's the birthday girl and like i couldn't until at one point i like look out the corner of my eye and i see that she's like with this guy who like i don't really know and who i like at the time had knowledge of that they were like maybe dating maybe not and i'm like well this looks weird i don't know what's going on here so i started like asking people like hey like i don't feel comfortable with this like what should i do like how can i help etc etc which at the time looking back now hindsight always being 2020 i realized um while my intent was to be helpful and to be concerned the impact was i was basically like you know running around the party spreading a rumor like oh something's happening over there something's happening and when eventually i got back to our intoxicated birthday girl she's like oh my god why are you trying to ruin my party which then led to the other men at the party getting riled up for whatever reason like oh you're running her birthday you made her cry chased out of this party now optics this is me the only black kid at the party being chased up by a bunch of white kids so i run up the street to like the nearest business which happened to be a chinese restaurant I'm like these people are chasing me and they're drunk and they're high i don't know what to do so the chinese restaurant they like call the cops and then i had to get like driven home by like police escort like <laughs> the back of a cop car ironically not cops like you know uh take that america um and, and after that months followed like the whole school again what did they hear i like ruined the party i made a cry i was spreading a rumor all this stuff so i had no friends so you know who my friends were raid the real housewives of orange county the real houses of new jersey the real houses of atlanta so these women were my friends when i had no friends so because of that time and me just never stopped watching i'm like reality tv is like a part of my life my personality like i it just became a part of me. That was a hell of a of, of a of a of a villain origin story. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, who'd have thunk it? Well, alrighty then. Yeah. So I, I don't have words. And I so okay, I'm, I'm joking. So I was I was I was lame as hell in high school. I was lame as hell in high school. I was lame as hell in in middle school. Um the extent of me in high school and my rambunctiousness, if that's what you want to call it, was me skipping school to get laid. That's what I did. I played basketball. So cool. I was in, yeah, but like I was in, I was I was semi cool. Like I like I was in ROTC, but I was also on the basketball team. 
Nice. Fuck, you know what I mean? I was one of the most athletic people. Like I had, I looked like a fucking Greek god at that point in my life. And but I was basically just like I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. Um, just none of that was like was like this for me. I was just you know. You were high on your own supply, yeah. Yeah, I was fucking. I was just trying to fuck. That's all. That's all I was doing. And you didn't for do the that. record, my my wife thinks that I was uh, sexually assaulted because I lost my virginity when I was fourteen. No, on my 14th birthday, she was turning 18 in two more months. Huh. <laughs> That's a conversation for another episode that I will not mm-hmm. be Because Lord knows I don't have the range for that. And if you were <laughs> attacked, I do apologize for that. Uh, well, I, was, I, was, I was a willing participant. <laughs> I was a very willing participant and could not wait to lose my virginity. <laughs> being honest, if I'm being honest about it, um, it wasn't until... I want to say the next month when, and this is going to sound fucked up or whatever, uh, when my actual girlfriend <laughs> and I had sex. Oh! <laughs> was probably the first real episode today. I see. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a piece of shit. I, I am, you've heard yourself. I, I openly admit that I used to be a piece of shit. So, but she cheated on me later, so, you know, it all works out. What goes around comes. It all, it all sticks out in the wash. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, what would be, and for the record, I'm not getting into reality TV. I refuse to. My wife watches it. She watches those like Netflix shows where like one person can't see the other person. Oh, okay. Uh, Love is blind. Um, she'll watch um, all stuff like that. Oh, no. She'll watch, she'll watch some other shit too. Like, what was the one she watched? Um, My 600 Pound Life. Oh, okay. So one day, I may have said this on the show, and if I did, whatever. I Are was you- late. So, huh? Oh. I, I mean, like, re- reality is so nuanced. Like, there really is something for everyone. I'm cool. So, but well, essentially, the WWE is basically just reality TV. So, oh, for sure, for sure. So, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the couch and write, I'm writing whatever it is I'm writing. And I just hear what's going on on the show. I look up and I see what I see the show. And I'm like, nope. I get up. <laughs> and I go in the bedroom because I, I refuse to be at any parts of this shit. <laughs> and so we made we made it a point to not have a TV in our room. Okay. It, like it takes like she was like, oh, do you want like we could buy a TV? Da, da, da. I was like, eh. I, we, so like when we're watching TV, it's usually just like the two of us laying in bed with a laptop. So I went to sleep, and I'm dreaming that I'm on my 600 pound life, and it's freaking me the fuck out. Oh no! I wake up. In a cold sweat, look over, and that show was on while she sleep. I walked on the other side of the bed and turned that shit off. He was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, absolutely not. I just dreamt that I was six hundred pounds. That is terrifying. And as much as people love that show, I truly feel bad for those people because most people don't wake up and decide they want to be hundreds of pounds. Usually, it's oh, like yeah. an event that happens. So, like seeing them like struggle and go through that, it breaks my heart. Like I get at some point there's some entertainment value. Like you know, our girl. Marla, truly a pioneer, pioneer woman, an innovator. She figured out how to fry chicken in her bed. So, like that stuff, those little moments, those gems, I truly love and adore. I mean, she, I'm sorry, what? Yes, Marla, she fried a whole chicken dinner in her bed. She had like little bowls to batter, to egg wash. She had, I guess, like a, what's it called, a hot plate that she heated up, got oil in it. She fried a whole chicken dinner in her bed. I don't even have words for that. Innovation. That's the only word right there. She she's a visionary, truly. 
But then, like, you know, you just see the struggle. Like, they can't get out the bed. They can't make it to the door. I'm crying. They're crying. So certain shows I cannot do for reasons like that. But there really is something for everyone. Like, you know, the women of Bravo, they've taught me how to laugh, how to cry, how to resolve conflict, how to move on. I've learned about divorce. I've learned about cancer. I've learned about, you know, uh, tax evasion. I've learned about orphans and widows. I've learned about (laughs) finding the humor in dark moments. I've learned about the importance of friendship. I think I've truly learned all of life's lessons, how to fight dirty, how to fight, how to fight my words. I feel like I've truly learned it all from, from the Real Housewives, truly. Okay, so I just decided, just for shits and giggles, sure. let's go to bravotv.com. Why the, why the fuck not? What's the first thing I see? A bunch of names, and I have no idea who these people are. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. We have uh, most popular. Portia and Lauren Williams had the cutest mini-me day with their daughter. Uh, we have an update from Eileen Davidson's marriage to Vincent Van Patten. I heard the name. I don't know who that is. Teresa Gl- Glottis? Glutis? Teresa Judice, my queen. <laughs> Teresa Judice uh, has huge news about her daughter, Gabri- Gabriella's college and career plans. And lastly, Erica Jane explain- <laughs> Erica Jane's explanation Eric. Our actions last week doesn't sit well with Garcelle Bouvet. Bouvet? Yes. Bouvet? You know her. That's fancy for the Jimmy Fox show. Oh, she's on reality TV? She's the real housewife of Beverly Hills now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book. And this this one you should know, actually. She has now partnered up with Newbie, and she is in the credits before the credits with our good friend Maria Menounos doing movie trivia about her roles as an actress throughout her time in Hollywood and a little chat about her new book, Love Me As I Am. She's too good to be on that show. I'm sorry. She's, 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 ugh. Well, let me tell you, Wade, at this point in the game, Housewives is a business move because these women get to come on the show and promote their products, or if they don't have one, they get to make one, start one, and promote it. And then they open themselves up to middle America because that's like the majority of Housewives fans, the demographic. It's like women ages, I think, 18 to like 50. That's like the majority. And then it's like, you know, most of them are white. And then like they open themselves up to like the gays. And like Housewives at this point is a strategic business move for, for these women. I, you're not wrong, but still, I'm like, and don't get me wrong. It's not for everyone, I admit. Like, no, 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 no. Brains and time and things to do with lives, they're probably not going to be watching these shows anytime soon. But for people like me, who are just already rotten to the core, it, <laughs> it's our happy place. Like, I don't know why the sounds of women screaming calm and relax me and put me to sleep, but they just do. It just does. What is your super villain name? <laughs> My super villain name? Because Jesus Christ, man. Um, the sounds of, the the sounds sounds of women, women arguing and screaming, screaming put me to sleep. In a sleep. Oh, God. I'm just a little ass gremlin, Wade. Like, dude, dude you're, Mo- dude, you're Moira from fucking Shit's Creek right now. <laughs> there we go, Moira. My villain name. <laughs> there we go. The baby, babies, my babies, David. Oh, God, <laughs> Moira, oh. great housewife. Let's start there. She'd make an amazing real housewife. She would. I want to see her and Jenna from Thirty Rock in a house on their own. Oh, I mean, this I, is what it was of. So. 
<laughs> two questions. <laughs> yes. Two questions. If someone was going to start reality TV, where would Wait. you recommend they go? Oh, stop. Listen, I'm trying to keep my clothes on during this record. Questions like this are not going to help with that. Um, <laughs> no. If I were to have someone start, I would have them start at Bravo because I would say Bravo is the most consistent with content as in, let's say you are someone who just binges everything and like finishes stuff in a week. There's always going to be something new for you to watch. So I would start you off, of course, with the Real Housewives franchise. I would start you off with New York because as a New Yorker, I can't not say New York like that's a cardinal sin. Um, but then I would tell you to do either New Jersey, because that's where my favorite housewife is, Teresa, and that is just truly some of the best television. It was like, you know, um, I, the, the words escape me. They really do every time, because I can't put Jersey in the words. It's almost like people have compared it to the Godfather and Scarface, because, uh, you know, it's New Jersey, it's the Italian family, it's like the words these people say, you would think someone wrote it in a script and it was never written anywhere. Like it's, it is just true. Like the most wild stuff you could ever hear a person say, like, I'll give you an example from uh, houses of New York. We have uh, this lady, Jill Zarin, her daughter, Ritus. this other housewife, Kelly comes to a meeting that they have um, about a fundraiser they're setting up for children with arthritis. Now, Kelly doesn't know that Allie has our friends. She just thinks she's coming to a meeting for a fundraiser. So um, she meets Allie and she goes, oh, she's like, Jill goes, hey, this is my daughter, Allie. And she's here because uh, we're doing a fundraiser for arthritis and she has it. And Kelly goes, oh, you have arthritis? That's so cute. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, okay. So next question would be, where do the Kardashians rate in terms of like the reality TV show Hall of Fame? So you can't have it without them because they are so ingrained, not only reality TV, but so ingrained in pop culture. Like, I didn't want to admit that, but uh, my friend Ryan Bailey, who does so bad at school with Ryan Bailey, he's he, he like studies pop culture. He's and he's much older than me. <laughs> so uh, when, <laughs> every time he drives home, the point of like the Kardashians are so ingrained in our lives that like they are pop culture. They become they're like our first like longevity like long-standing pop culture family like they have shaped the way reality tv is being done people like you know make shows after that people want to do reality tv because of them like they have created such an empire that like you can't have a conversation about reality tv now or pop culture without mentioning them like they're almost like i want to i don't want to say like the blueprint but like they're like you know, they're, they're a cornerstone of the genre oh yeah you could you may be able to actually call them the blueprint for in terms of maybe not how like the fame in terms of the sex tape and all that, but in terms of like what they've created, yes, the they, they could really, really could be the blueprint. I mean, truly, truly, truly. I mean, I, so so many of these like TikTok stars now, these TikTok teams, a lot of them are trying to you know build something similar, like uh, that one family, the D'Amelio family, like they're trying to sell themselves as a family. You know, like E is now trying to do like the Bradshaw bunch. They got Greg Mathis, like. Because of the success, the success of the Kardashians, everyone is trying to sell their family now as a package. And where's yeah, that? I guess I, I can't knock them for it. Like I, I'm not a like. This may be abundantly clear from the conversation we've been having. I'm not a reality TV guy, but I you can't knock 
I can't knock them for becoming what they've become because like you said, they may be the reason pop culture is as, you know, to say, I'm sorry to use the, the word and the definition, but they're the reason pop culture is popular. A hundred percent. And they're so big, they have transcended. Like how many times in the last five years have they been on like regular, like, you know, informational cable channel news? Like they have crossed over out of the, you know, entertainment space and they've crossed into real life. Yeah, they are the original universe if you think about it. They are them, (laughs) and it's funny because it's them and Flavor Flav. (laughs) Oh my God, Flavor Flav! I mean, the VH1 of it all: Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, Daisy of Love, Charm School, The Surreal Life, Celebrity Rehab, Celebrity Paranormal Project. I mean, New York goes to work. I mean, mean, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) We're not doing this. I will say this though: when me and my wife first started dating, we um, she made me watch uh, Flavor Love, and I and I I will I will not confirm nor deny whether or not I actually enjoyed it. That is okay. I'm just gonna say um, there are so many options. Like one of Bravo's biggest franchises, along with The Housewives, is a franchise called Below Deck, and it documents the lives of these uh, boat crews that work on these like mega yachts or really big boats, and like how they navigate charter season. And, you know, we always, like, have, like, our chief stew. We have, you know, our, you know, bosun. We have our, you know, stewardess. And we watch them, you know, work on the boat for six years. How they navigate working and playing and things like that. Then we have a show called Band of Rules, which document the lives of these servers in a restaurant and very interpersonal life. A newer show in the last five years, Summer House, about these guys and their friends that go to the Hamptons every summer and, like, you know, whoop it up for for the weekends and all of their issues. Uh, we have Southern Charm, takes place in South Carolina, about a group of wealthy friends. Like, there's Top Chef, which is a, you know, cooking competition, Project One Way, fashion. Like, there really is something. All right, for- I do enjoy Project One Way. I do enjoy uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, do you know? I, no, Wade. Yeah, yeah I do. So, like, I won't, go, I won't go out of my way to watch these things. But if they're on, they're on. I forget what uh, which show I was watching. My wife was watching, and oh, it was um, uh, Tyra Banks' show, America's oh, Next Top Model. America's Next like, yeah. It was like the last season. It was the season had a deaf dude on it. The chaos of that season. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and there was one dude on there. I was like, please get him off here. He sucks. And then I was like, but then I was like, oh, that's why he's on here specifically because everybody wants wants to see him get voted off. Yeah, and I understood the game behind it. Like, you know, I'm getting off reality TV. He's uh, the yeah, no, it's you know, oh, Wade. I, there's something for everyone. That's all I'll say. There's something for everyone. I I will neither confirm nor deny any of that. And <laughs> I, and when you send me this MP3, I will just fucking delete anything that I want on here. That, that is, <laughs> uh, um. Because, you know, reality TV, it helps me. It helps my mental health, Wade. And I need everything I can to save what's left of my brain. So, speaking of... Because this actually kind of works into both conversations about that. One, we wanted, you on brought up the topic of mental health. And you also brought up the topic of adult television show. But within that, you brought up BoJack Horseman. So, yeah. for me, a lot of adult television shows actually do help with, like, my mental health. When I first started seeing my therapist, he told me, um, we, I get homework assignments from my therapist. And one of the things he uh, suggested was watching this video about Rick, and, Rick Sanchez 
from Rick and Morty's, um, his mental health, and BoJack Horseman. Now I watched all. I watched. I think all of BoJack Horseman. I think I watched. I did watch the season. I did watch the series finale. But I think I may have missed a few episodes in between. Sure. But like getting like really about how deep these shows are, and like the how adult TV shows have taken such a giant leap in terms of what they were because when I was a kid there weren't really a lot we had the Simpsons right like you know what I mean well the Simpsons uh family guy for sort of kind of but it, I don't think it was until South Park and then Adult Swim where people were really like oh we can make these these cartoons and these shows right more adult but uh the reason wow. I bring up the mental health is because a show like BoJack Horseman, because it's animated, may not get the respect it deserves, even though it's, it's actually a, a really deep show. Have I ever seen a more fleshed out show where every single character is important, has their own storyline, where every little scene means something? Like there's an Easter egg for everything, there's a hidden gem. Like, like no one foot of film is wasted for that show. I mean, like BoJack taught me about death. Like now I know how, now I know what's going to happen when I die. Like, Bojack taught taught me how to die. I never knew that before. Like and how like how like how, how sick is that though? Not sick in a bad way, but like how sick is the fact that like yo, this is really what I'm thinking about in terms like you know like when you think about like watching him like just deal with alcoholism and drinking just because yeah. he didn't want to be alone with his thoughts. Like I relate to that. Literally, like, fuck, I don't I don't want to sit here with my own thoughts. I'm fucking drink some beer, like you know what I mean, or just and or. Bojack dealing Bo- with success. Yes. And being an asshole and being okay with it and owning it. Like Bojack really has ran through every emotion on the gamut. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he didn't get a quote unquote happy ending. Because sometimes there is no happy ending. Sometimes it just is what it is. And that's everything that happens to him. I'm like, well, dude, you kind of deserve this. Exactly. And he knows it too. And he's like, well, I'm the worst. <laughs> That's how the, that's how the series ended, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like kind of like a fade to black kind of situation. Yeah, but with a fucking Sopranos. Even on top of that, like they they tackled every issue. They tackled abortion. They tackled Me Too. They tackled you know abuse and substances. They tackled infertility. They tackled interpersonal relationships. They mm-hmm. tackled people figuring out that they're the villain. I'll miss the peanut butter. They tackled you know relationships appropriate and like they really went through the whole gamut depression and anxiety and like weight gain with like diane pressure to fit in holly hot like every single thing they yeah. tackle it and they gave us nostalgia with like you know bojack being a star from the 90s like they that show gives you everything Dude, a sexuality almost, with todd like come on come on give bojack his flowers please like how dope was that though when i was there was just like oh he's like he was just like he just doesn't want these it's like a that and like it's funny that people don't realize that's a thing some people just don't fucking want to. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, they have no interest in it at all. And look how much Todd got done. I mean, good for them. Like, they're winning. <laughs> yeah. But so, um, I actually want to have the adult TV show conversation where we can have Javi and Stephanie on. But so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shelf that for a little while. But yeah. I do want to talk about mental health because that is a subject near and dear to my heart. Uh, it, it's in from... And this is uh, t- this is something I've said on the show a million times. Like you know, it's I'm happy that we as uh, people of color are in a place right now where we can actually do the things that we know and get the help that we need to because it wasn't always a popular thing 
to do that. Like there's certain situations going on in uh, the life of my family that I won't get into where it's kind of the same, when it's the same thing. It's like where someone needs help and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're not gonna tell our secrets. We can deal with it ourselves. And realistically, you're like, no, you can't. <laughs> You've been trying it for years and obviously you cannot deal with this. So we need to go somewhere else, but you know. Absolutely. I mean, listen, the lawsuit against my parents are still pending because I obviously did not ask to be Till we go back, gets through to the Supreme Court, and I win. I have to figure out how to deal in between, right? Like, <laughs> so for like yeah. years and years, I was like, what is life? What is all me? Why am I here? And I think maybe this might be one of the many side effects that I'll that will be my class action suit against reality TV. I think it kind of taught me watching it so young to like fear getting old and you know, uh, growing up, like I truly had my first midlife crisis when I was 13. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 13 years old. I'm so old. And I start to spy <laughs> men. So like, I've, I, I've, I've really been going through it for quite some time. And again, growing up in like a black household, it's like, oh, you know, therapy, that's why people are, oh, you're fine. Suck it up, toughen up. You don't have any issues. All these things. So it wasn't until like later in life. I'm now 27. I just turned 27. Uh, in the last like five years, I've been able to get into therapy because like there would be so many days like you know I have a good day, bad day, but the bad days were really really bad. Like yeah, and it really is a daily struggle. As in like you really gotta choose to like you know fight to have to make it a good day or like you know fight to you know do the healthy thing, do the right thing. Because if you don't, speaking for myself, like my anxiety eats me up alive. Like around the clock, I am on some level just spiraling and spinning and i'm grateful that i have my faith to lean on you know like i do believe in god that is my that's my thing there but like literally like little things just send me into a tizzy my brain is just a frazzled piece of brain um (laughs) i'm so paranoid and anxious and fear-filled like you know it's so current but the COVID of it all like i am so fearful of like possibly giving it to my relatives that are older and i had it and like i still stayed in the house but like i will when i come in the house change my clothes immediately wash my hands get in the shower spray myself with lysol and i will literally keep my mask on in the house you know like not not the 95 because those are expensive but you know the first one we had the little yeah. blue ones. I will keep that mask on until I know that they are asleep. Then I will take it off to sleep because I'm so fearful. I'm so ridden with anxiety and fear. But like, I'm like, oh my god! Like, what? If, like, what, what? What if they sit too close? What if they walk too close? Like, like that. That is the way like my mind spins out on a daily basis. So, mental health for me, like, it's it's for me. It's talking about my issues. It's you know talking to uh, mental health professionals. It's getting outside. It's getting fresh air. It's um. You know, watching what I consume media wise, it's reading, it's, uh, you know, drinking enough water, eating, eating uh, good foods, because I've learned throughout the years, you know, certain foods, the chemicals they put in it, that can like mess with you in a way you wouldn't even expect. So like, I'm, oh, and I think all the energy I spend trying to stay on top of all those things shows up in other areas like, you know, I have a horrible spending habit. Um, I am a recovering alcoholic because, again, you know, like Bojack, all that alone time, all those thoughts, or not even that, like, even if I am settled with myself, just like that, that empty space where there's nothing going on, it yeah, starts to build up FOMO and questions and anxiety kicks in. And like, to shut that down, shut it off. I'm working on that too, but like, so many things going on. And that's just in my brain. But then 
externally black you know person of color you know lgbt like so many factors on a day-to-day and seeing how we're treated in the world like my brain is constantly spiraling and spinning out of control like all the time well i gotta shout you out because i remember when uh this might have been earlier this year uh, i went to go retweet something that you posted and i was like the hell and you were just like yeah i'm kind of just taking a break <laughs> like you know what i mean you're like it may be permanent but from now from now i'm, I'm kind of good and that's that takes a lot you know what i mean especially because you have things to promote but like some people just can't take a step away from um the computer but i have to shout you out for doing that because some people can't i appreciate that thank you yeah no like sometimes you know these tweets other people's thoughts can be a lot like I don't think we realize it, but like on some level, you're taking that on, whether 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 that's showing up for you immediately in the physical or later on the mental. Like we take on a lot, and we and I don't think we're meant to take on as much as we can. That's you know one of the issues with the internet. Like we have some access, but then like we're also taking in so much stuff, and we really gotta be judicious with it and filter it out. Or you might become one of those people who are just so at that point so controlled by your emotions, you're literally like being eaten alive every second. Mm-hmm. By whatever's coming your way, and that's—I don't think that's no way to live. Yeah, and it's, but I, and it also is true. But there's also the idea of like there's energy, like you know what I mean, like yeah, someone if someone's sitting there like just completely negative all the time, and you're just around them, or if you're reading something that's negative, or you just keep seeing how like unfortunately how fucked up the world is. Yep. Eventually, like that stuff will start to take take a hold of you. Like there was an episode of South Park, I forget what happened, but Stan's mom was on the couch. Yeah, like, because all she was doing was watching the news and how, like, you know, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God, yeah. that's happening. And that's that's a realistic thing. Like, that's something that we, the information highway is the gift and the curse because sometimes we're not prepared for certain things. Like, when I see, like, shootings, I don't click on them. I absolutely have never seen a shooting and I plan to keep it that way for as long as, as, long as I can. I can't, I know personally, I cannot deal with that. And since I can't, I won't. Look, you know what I mean? I oh. started, I started, I block uh, tweets from Fuckboy45, uh, <laughs> tweets from, oh, what the fuck is that? Uh, uh, what is the Fox News uh, uh, blonde white broad TL? I'm not going to say her name because fuck her. Um, Thomas English Muffin, yep. Yeah, Thomas English Muffin. Like, I just don't, I want no parts of it anymore. So I block stuff like that. And if I'm, if I'm in a place where someone, re- somebody I know retweets it, and if I'm in a good place, I'm like, all right, let me see, let me see what, what they had to say about this. Like, right. And that's only because, like, I trust the person who's retweeted it. But I don't get to see it if I don't want to. And for me, that's perfectly fine. But that's also come from, but there was also a lot of maturity that came with that, though. Like, how did I, I had to get to that point where it was okay for me. Absolutely. And on that, really quick. This is just a disclaimer. If anyone <laughs> decides to uh, get a little frisky and follow me on Twitter after this conversation, just know everything I retweet is not necessarily a view of mine. Sometimes I will retweet shit just to either A, start some shit, get some shit going, see <laughs> what's out there. Like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Or C, I will retweet two sides of the coin so that way I feel like I'm doing my part and making sure you all see, as the kids have to say, both sides of the coin. Like, sometimes I will retweet it just to retweet it. I might not agree with it. I might not believe it. Maybe I think it's funny. Maybe it's not funny. I don't know. But just know, like, my Twitter, you really will never know what you... 
here, here's the other thing about that. People, it's okay to keep scrolling. That's you right. Do not have to have, you do not have to have a conversation with everything. I will be the first person to be like, nope, and just keep scrolling. I, if don't apply, again, don't, I don't care. If it don't apply, scroll on by. But with that said, you'll never know what you'll see with me because, you know, some. Some some things I want the smoke. Some days I'm ready for chaos. I don't know what I don't I don't know what it's gonna be in the next five minutes, but I I've noticed throughout the years I've gotten criticism like, hey, why did you retweet this? Do you feel this way? And I'm like, no. I just thought I wanted to retweet it. <laughs> it's it's Twitter. Like it's fine, I promise. Yeah. Lucky, yeah, I woke up and chose violence. That's basically Literally. And down. I might and I'll do it and I'll I'll do it again. I'll definitely do it again. Yeah. It won't be the last time. So if that was too much for you, just Mute, block. I mean, shout out to the mute button. I have over 245 words muted. Probably for name of preservation or like, I'm not doing this with you right now, but like, shout out to the mute button. Oh, yeah. The mute button. I'm fan-fucking-tastic. Like, I, uh, it's funny. On my um, Facebook page, when they have like, oh, what words do you want? Um, what words do you want in there? Like, the F-bomb. Like, mm-mm. Like we're we're not we're not doing that here. We're not gonna let you sit there and be like, oh well, I used to say it in the nineties. Like, yeah, well, it was never cool, and you're not gonna say it on my page. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, there are just certain words that I just don't care. Like, I, people are dropping like like the n bomb. No, that shit gets you will not be able to post certain things. Like, can, do I say it on my show? Yeah, sometimes I'm working on it. But like on like just on a page, no, because I don't want to have this conversation about well, why can I say it? I'm like, look, motherfucker, no, you can't say it. Why do you want to say exactly, right, ex- sir? Like, and at this point, all of that really quickly to all the people who think their speech is being trampled on, just know you can say what you want to say, but just know I might have questions. So you can't people, have both. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can say whatever you whatever want, whatever you want to say, but there are consequences to your actions. In so, the words of the great Nene Leaks. I said what I said, and in the words of the great Candy Burris, and what you said was some bullshit. Just know that might be the energy you receive, okay? Okay, I do, I do know, I do know her just because from the gift. I also know Claudia Jordan because she was on the Jamie Foxx show for a while. And I love using Claudia Jordan, and she is now on VH1 Couples Retreat, where we learned that her current partner just admitted on national television that he is not, I repeat, not the father and not sexually attracted to her. Wait, she's pregnant? No, but uh, I I was just quoting Maury, but uh, her oh. partner said that he is not sexually attracted to her on television, which is crazy. And then, Wade, you know Iggy Azalea, right? Yes. Well, uh, her ex, Nick Young, he is on the show Couples Retreat, and I guess she agreed to like not appear and like not participate. So when they brought up that relationship, how funny is it that when reference, his car partner said, well, you know, he was once engaged to a white woman, but yet they flash her picture up there because I guess they're not allowed to say her name. How funny is that? That because she refused to participate, oh, okay. she is now referred to as that white woman. <laughs> he was engaged to that white woman. <laughs> we can't oh. say her name. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I, I... Come on, VH1. <laughs> Come on. Yo, yo, y'all got to do better. <laughs> They know what they're doing. They're, they're literally trying to get there. If she doesn't show up at the end of this, I'll be shocked. How can you not love that? He was engaged to a white woman once. <laughs> oh, who says that? Like, be, who cares? I who love cares? her. I love that for her. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. When she shows up on that show, y'all, you know, y'all forget she's Australian. She's from a place where she's from a place where everything can kill you. 
she she's fucking, probably with the smoke. And the and the blue ring octopus and the tarantulas. I mean, the what octopus? The 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 blue ring octopus. If they touch you, I think you die. He does his googles, and that thing is fucking terrifying. And I'm exiting out of that. Remind (sighs) Google is free, guys. Google is free, and Google is also terrifying. And also, fuck the ocean. I think I've said this already, but fuck the ocean. Fair. Like it's it's I'm I'm cool. There was one of my friends posted a a picture, um, a question on Instagram. And it was uh, it was ocean or space, which is scarier. I go, oh, the ocean by far. <laughs> I don't. I, this this is not even a question for me. Which one of those motherfuckers is scarier? Right. How many movies did we see where, like, you know, the shaman, the creature, whatever, opens the sea and there's a whole fucking city underneath? Oh yeah, fuck that noise. All right, happened in Sonic. <laughs> All right, got to end the show because I got to go to physical therapy, but we cannot go without a game. And we have uh, six questions. We have six questions. Going first, Ariana Grande or Billie Eilish? One of them has got to go. Oh, just got to go? Just got to go. Never seen or heard from ever again. Sorry, Ponytail. You're out of here. Worst reality TV show. Oh, worst reality TV show. Going to have to say... Very Cavallari. I don't know. I haven't ever heard of that one. Worst Good. reality TV star. Actually, no. I'll do you one better. Most deplorable reality TV star. I mean, do we have to even have to say it? Mr. Deplorable himself, Donald Trump. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I forgot he was a reality TV star. <laughs> what pop star and reality TV star would you like to slap? Ooh, what I like to slap. Okay. I would like to give a tight hand slap to <laughs> to Justin Bieber. A tight hand slap to Justin Bieber. And I would love to give a closed tight hand slap to Austin Kroll. Who the fuck is Austin Kroll? Don't worry about it and don't look him up. Save yourself. Okay. Alright. I will not even bother to look it up. Uh, dream podcast interview. Charlie XCX. I have no idea what that is. Oh, Charlie XCX. Yes. Oh, XCX. Yes. Ah, that is my girl. She is my. That's my girl. She paid me. She gave me money. She put money in my pocket. Okay, that's my girl. I'm all about the dollars, man. And last but not least, going on the theme of your show. Who was someone you would like to permanently cancel? Ooh, like actually gone forever, gone, gone in. forever. Like they, they, they put them on. Um, they take them out to Antarctica. They chip some ice off of them and they kick them off and send them adrift. Steve Bannon. Good answer. Good. An- I wish I had. The- I was gonna say I wish I had the Steve Harvey thing, but fuck Steve Harvey too. <laughs> oh, he, Mr. Potato Head. I can't wait. I cannot I'm wait. Sorry. Why would I ever disrespect Mr. Potato Head? Steve Harvey will have his day. Uh, yeah. How dare I? So this has been the Old Man Wave Show. I want to thank Samaj for doing this. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to go on Twitter and Instagram and go, I just spent 30 minutes of my life discussing reality TV show with Samaj. Someone please help me. 
<laughs> help him. I got him a coffee. I... Hit up his PayPal. Hit up his Cash App. He just did the Lord's work today. So please, pay him. So I got. I gotta say, I part of me really wants you to send me thirty minute clips every week on what I missed on reality TV. <laughs> Like, like so, what I, what I missed today? You know, I but I like you, and I want you to say <laughs> you have. You got Javi and Valkyrie and, and all the other important people and things in your life. Please don't let me steal them from you like that. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Samaj XCX, like the singer Charlie XCX. Yes, I'm a stan. Find me on Instagram in not one but two places at first Samaj with an H and then at Samaj gets canceled. Follow my podcast, Me I Am, over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Podchaser, Ditcher, Jim Savon, or wherever you get your podcast. I will spell none of that because Wayne is a great host. He will spell all of it for you. It'll be in the description. Follow him. Damn, you got to make me actually do work? Uh, You're you're black. You're working. Uh, Follow him and leave us five stars. Thank you. Oh, man. This is... Oh, and um, hopefully one day Bravo pays Samaj to get his own reality TV show. That'll ruin me, but yes. Thank you. (laughs) Bravo, pay the man. Pay him. Damn it, Wade.